What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. Four weeks to go in your NFL season. We are hitting week 14. It is stacking the box. Look at it. It's a smiling Jeff Schwartz wearing his Oregon Ducks sweatshirt and the one and only Matt Verderam, who didn't come to my wedding, even though he was invited and right. somehow came up with some excuse. Jeff Schwartz, uh, you know, you invite a guy who you work with, you've, you've, you've been in the trenches, you would think that he'd make time on a Saturday to come to someone's wedding. And he just didn't do it. So if you'd like to go in on Verderam, I, I, I'm the, the dance floor is yours. You got married on a weekend where football was being played. That's on you, buddy. Is it, is that- it, well, that and look, I got a two-year-old daughter at home. I would have been more than happy to uh, bring my daughter, but I'm guessing that you probably didn't want to have that happen. And also, your bar tab would have been more expensive because I purposely would have drank the ocean at your wedding. That, that Hey, that was all there for you, Verderam, and, and, and I don't want to hear stories about two-year-olds and or football. Thursday was a great day for football. So was Sunday. The wedding was on Saturday. This is, uh, I, I'm, I'm offended, and I needed to start the show that way, but great to see all of you, by the way. How was the Wedding. Great, was, how was your thank wedding? you, Jeff. Thank you for asking. It was a, it was a great wedding, even though Verderam wasn't there. And that's I, probably I, why it was a great I, wedding. No, no, no. no. You would you would have raised the bar even higher. Imagine you and a Hava Nagila lifting up a chair, doing the horror. <laughs> I loved it. He would have been great, right, Jeff? That the guy would have been. been a, you would have been a great a great horror dancer. I could just see you locked in locked arms in, right? Just going around. Right. Just, it's a very hey, easy dance. Listen, even someone like me who can't dance at all knows how to do the horror. Yeah. And, and, and that's what that's what this uh, 6'2", 215-pound frame was made for, for just lifting people up at weddings. It, it, it was. And we add I Jeff, had to invite seven offensive linemen to get me up on a chair. <laughs> Which is why we needed you there, Jeff, because nobody wanted to lift me up, even though I'm a 5'10", 170-some-odd-pound mm. tiny Jewish man here. Gentlemen, we are starting today at the top of the NFC West, and we're seeing the Seahawks, and we're seeing the 49ers, and we're seeing 10-2, and, and we have a huge game uh, this week with San Francisco and the New Orleans Saints coming down the pipe here. Matt Verderam, I start with you. When you size up who's going to win the West and what's in front of them with four weeks to go, and you look at the schedules, who is going to win this division? Tell me why. 
I think Seattle's going to win the division because their schedule's easier. They, they already played the Saints. The Niners have to go on the road and play again. That's a brutal game in the Superdome. I don't care who you are. I'd pick Saints to win at home against anybody in the NFL. Uh, I, I think so. That's a that's a tough game. They play each other again. It's in Seattle. That's a big advantage. I know Seattle hasn't been great this year at home, but that's still a hard place to play. And look, the, the biggest thing right now, and I, I wrote my whole Stack the Box column around it on Monday, Jimmy G, there are times where he just scares the hell out of me. Like He, he has some really good games, and then there are games where he doesn't quite look like he knows what he's expe- what he should be looking at. Like that, that Ravens game, I mean, I, like most people in the NFL, I watched every second of it. Like there were times where the Ravens were just telling him, like we're coming, we're blitzing. It's cover, like it's it's cover zero, it's cover one, and he held on to like the play where he fumbled at his own twenty three yard line. They were bringing six. Like they showed him at the lines, like here it comes, and he just held the ball forever and took a sack and got stripped. So. I like Seattle because it's easier schedule, better quarterback. I think Seattle is going to win 13 games, and they're going to be probably a two-seat. Jeff, that was an impressive performance, in my yeah. mind at least, by the 49ers. Going to Baltimore, terrible conditions. They're in it. The Ravens, you know, winning at the horn on a you know, 50-plus yard field goal. Uh, I actually thought that that was an uptick for San Francisco as far as where they're going here because Baltimore looks like the best team in the NFL yeah. right now. Well, I think the Niners are more talented than the Seahawks. I think they're played better than the Ravens did the other day. If you look at the box score, you just watch the game. The Niners, the, you know, the, the the difference in that game were two things. One, you mentioned the fumble, Matt. Can't do that if you're Jimmy G. You know, the Niners, by the way, don't fumble there and go down and get three or seven more points. They're up 10 nothing, 14 nothing early in that game. We talked about it. Ravens don't play from behind very well. And the Ravens were good on fourth down. The Niners weren't. I do not know why the Niners did not run the ball in fourth and one. Oh, I watched the film God. this morning. Yeah. They were gashing the Ravens the entire game running the football. I do not know why they went to Jimmy G. But Matt's right here. The difference between the Seahawks and the Niners. The Niners are more talented on defense. I argue they're more talented on offense. It's quarterback, right? Russell Wilson, in all these games, comes up big. I, and the Niners don't even really, I mean, the Seahawks don't rely on him very much, right? We know they rely on the run game and their defense, which is getting better but not as good. So I trust Russell Wilson. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Over Jimmy Garoppolo, you mentioned the schedule. You play a very physical game in Baltimore. You stay, you know, I believe they're staying in Florida this week as well. Then you go to New Orleans play a very physical Saints team. They're going to lose this game, and they're going to end up having to go to the Eagles or Cowboys or even the Washington Redskins um, <laughs> and, and have to play that wild card game. And they'll have to probably go back to Seattle and, and play the Seahawks again um, in, in the divisional round. So Niners are very good. One, one last thing to, to mention, I think it's important here. The Seahawks have done this before, right? They, they've been here before. They know what this feels like to go down the stretch. They know what it feels like to play in playoff games. Kyle Shannon has not done this as a head coach. He did it as a, as a coordinator with Atlanta. And I think only one player on this team has actually played in a playoff game. No, two. Two. I should take it back. Two. Really, that mattered. Joe Staley and Richard Sherman, right? Jimmy G has been on the Patriots. He didn't play in any of those playoff games. So the, the Niners haven't really been here yet. The Seahawks have. 
I think Seahawks win the West. And by the way, you mentioned that fourth and one play where they didn't run the football. That was unbelievable. Like for that is a classic case of a head coach just outthinking himself and just making a dumb call. Look, that yep. play, Mostert had run for about nine hundred yards on these outside zone concepts yep. that entire game. Just run the ball. You need three oh, feet. Yeah. My God, if he gets halfway there and falls over, it's a first down. I, I just that anytime. There is a coaching decision in the NFL, or in any sport for that matter. You should be thinking as the head coach, what does my opponent least want us to do? Whatever the answer is to that question, that's what you do. I guarantee you John Harbaugh was like, please throw the ball. Please throw it. And they throw it and it turned the game. Hey, Jeff, from a player's perspective, how much of a factor is it that the 49ers are going to New Orleans, they're playing at, you know, it's 10 in the morning, San Francisco time, does that really impact? Because that conversation gets a ton of talk. I'm curious from your perspective. Um, well, they're staying in Florida, so so not this week, I don't think. I do think that going the other way does make a difference. And we've seen it hasn't as much recently. Seattle's won, I think, what, two or three road games this year in the Eastern time zone already, right? They beat yep. the Eagles and they beat the Steelers. Um, I think that, that teams are now figuring out how to schedule travel and sleep and make sure their team is prepared. I've never played – a game, I think that early, you know, when I was in Oregon, we went to Michigan, but we played an afternoon game. My brother at Cal had to play Maryland for a 12 p.m. Eastern kick, so that's a 9 a.m., and they started really slow and beating Maryland. But it's got to be tough, but I think athletes are now used to it. Uh, like I said, the nutrition's better now, the sleep schedules and just the understanding of the issues that happen, flying out a day early, uh, things are a lot different now. I do not worry about it even in the least because the Niners, like I said, are staying in Florida, and it's kind of cool, I think. If you're in the middle of the season, you just had your Thanksgiving, so you've been with your family, and you just spent a week with your boys, you kind of you know get back to, to some quality time with your buddies, which you lose throughout the season. Couldn't really help the Niners. Let me ask you a question about Seattle there, Matt Verderam. 10-2, the Seahawks looking super impressive, although Minnesota playing super tough on Monday Night Football. But best team in the NFL right now, Seattle and or Baltimore. Which way are you Baltimore. going? Baltimore. Baltimore is the best team in the NFL right now. And then, frankly, I think the Saints are better than the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are good. I think they're really good. They could get to the Super Bowl. But I, I like Baltimore right now. But I'll say this. I think in the NFL, there's a handful of teams that are legitimate Super Bowl contenders, and then there's a big chasm, and there's everybody else. Like, to me, look, in any order you want to throw them in, Seattle, San Francisco, New Orleans, you want to throw the Packers in there because the Rodgers fine. I'm not going to argue that. In the AFC, it's Baltimore, Kansas City, and New England. I don't think Houston can win three playoff games in a row. They're just too inconsistent. Um, th- to me, it's those seven teams. Any of those yeah. seven teams could and, – and, and I, I think Green Bay is the seventh of those seven. I, I think they're the seventh by a, a considerable margin. But any of those other six specifically, to me, could, could be raising the Lombardi. I, I don't think – like you could make a case for any of them, and I could say, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Like It wouldn't take a massive upset for that to happen. Where I think right. anybody else in the league, if they were to win the Super Bowl, you'd be pretty shocked. Hey Jeff, would you would you throw Buffalo in there? Because the Bills, you know, hey, Josh Allen's doing it, man. He went down to Dallas. Come on now. Josh Allen's playing better. Give him that. The Bills are playing better on offense. Their defense has been good. They get the, the Ravens this weekend. I know we're getting to this later, but Bills fans, dude. You guys got to yeah, like, calm down a little bit. Your, your, your boy's completing 61% of passes. That's like 27th in the NFL. Like seven yards. His adjusted attempt. yards per attempt is seven. Yeah. That's atrocious. Like, it's so funny. The Bills fans, he, he was so bad last year that they're they're cheering for a below replacement 
talent level this year. So we'll see what happens this weekend. The Bills, I'll tell you what, though. Matt's a Chiefs fan. I follow the Chiefs, obviously. Nothing terrifies me more than the Chiefs at the four seed hosting the five seed Bills and losing that game like 14-13. Oh, you can see that coming a be, mile away. I totally it, agree. It's the most it's the I treat this other day. It's the most Chiefs things ever. You know, they'll they'll have a weird turnover. The Bills will have yep. a weird play, you know, and then they'll some clock management issue. Yep. And it's gonna be like yep. it, you know, then you realize, oh wow, it's it they, they lost again. And it's just it feels very much like that would happen. Uh, if the Bills and Chiefs met in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If you're a Chiefs fan, like you, you listen, with all due respect to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, I think Tomlin's probably the coach of the year. You want the Steelers in the worst way in that game. Like bring we'll in, just be a three seed. Bring you know, in Duck just, Hodges. Just tiebreaker, though, that's a problem. You know, like, yeah, I mean, we'll get a lot of it. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. That Bills game, you could just see the Bills running the ball for like 150 yards, Allen going berserk on the ground. Like just, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All the yeah, way. Yeah, he'll, he'll throw for 117 yards, but he'll rush for 62. Yeah, he'll be terrible, but like it won't matter. Like he'll run for like 40 yards on third and 15. So let let's uh, as we're <laughs> as as we're trashing people, let's move on to the New England Patriots, <laughs> who everybody wants to put in a body bag. The Patriots are done. Tom Brady's old. They can't protect. The receivers uh-huh. can't get open. Yeah, I see that. That's what I'm talking about, Jeff Schwartz. Well, the guy to, over here, Matt Verderam, he wants to, you know, the Patriots probably shouldn't even be a playoff team. That's that's a, you, a mouthful. You, that is both slanderous I mean, and unfair. I don't know. I follow you on Twitter, at Matt Verderam. You are torching this Patriots team that's 10-2. and two. I, you know, now they have lost two of their last. You know, they're they're two and two in their last four here. It, their their record is is terrific. I mean, anyone who argues that's a moron. But when I'm I'm looking at them in oh, terms of here we go. in January, but. their defense is fantastic. Their defense is good enough to win them any game. Their offense is a train wreck and has been a train wreck for months on it now. I have never said, nor am I going to say, that they couldn't get this. I just finished saying they're one of the six teams. I think they'd absolutely win the Super Bowl because Brady and Belichick, they have that defense, and they know how to win. Like They they will absolutely, in a January setting, they will find some way to win a game that no other team in the league could win because they know how to win on the margins better than any team in football. That being said, I do think this offense is a real and a big problem. They cannot score. I mean, the Texans have no defense. And the Texans looked like the 85 Bears until garbage time in that game. Brady has, and I don't blame him on Brady, by the way. Everybody's like throwing dirt on Brady. Brady's not the problem. The problem is, other than Edelman, nobody can get open. The line is not blocked. Now they're on their third string center because Karras sprained his MCL. And he might miss at least a week, maybe longer. Okay. Their running back situation, Michelle is, is not good. And White is an excellent pass catcher, but he's not a guy who's going to run the ball. So, look. I still think they could get to the Super Bowl, but I do believe, yeah, they've got major problems offensively. That team struggles to score points. It struggles to get first downs. At Matt Verderam on Twitter, the Patriots are painful offensively. It's brutal to watch. At Matt Verderam, the Pats' offense is a complete disaster. I just said all these things. At Matt Verderam, the Patriots could play this game until Christmas and not score 21 points. I did see that. That was funny. At yeah, Matt- <laughs> thank you. At Matt Verderam, the Texans are just clowning the Patriots at this point. That was on the uh, uh, that was on that run uh, that option. That was incredible. Ma- Jeff Schwartz, you've said you either bet the Patriots or you don't bet. Where are you at here on New England? Thankfully, I did not bet the Patriots. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so a couple of things here. Um, look, defensively, they're still good. If you look at this game, the Texans scored four times. Yes, uh, they only had 16 first downs. 
yep. got short fields, one off a turnover, obviously, and they brought out a lot of trickery. They brought out a lot of the 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 Ravens pistol game that gave um, the the Patriots fit to score a touchdown on that. They scored a touchdown on that trick play uh, that flipped to Watson. Um, so they weren't that great, I'd say, offensively. But the problem with New England is their offense. We talked about this. Darren Lossie did a great job breaking down an issue, one specific play where he, you know, Tom Brady signaled out to the, the wide receiver, put a gun signal, said like a pump and go. The, the, the wideout didn't do it. You heard Tom Brady talking on the sidelines like, guys, you're going to play quicker and faster. And that's the problem right now is he doesn't trust the wide receivers outside of Edelman. And, and there are times when Lacoste, the tight end, has been open. He just doesn't throw to him. Um, there's no rhythm right now. There's no tempo. But – if it clicks at any point, watch out because their defense is yep. good enough, obviously, with Super Bowl. And if they're often going to just sustain some drives, um, which they're going to have to do, they're not going to they're not going to go down the field and hit you over. Something you probably do know: Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto; they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know: the average oak tree branch can hold seventy pounds. Something you probably do know: your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know: a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. For the top, if it's sustained drives, and if they can do that, watch out. Lastly, if Antonio Brown gets cleared by the NFL, he will be a New England Patriot one second after the announcement happens. That will change the entire dynamic of their team. There's still a possibility, by the way, they might sign in week 16 and just say, screw it. Maybe the NFL will let them play. Maybe they won't. I don't know. But we're going to go ahead and try to sign them. You okay. think that's realistic, though, to bring in a guy, Antonio Brown, yes. in week six, and he can just you, play you, football? You, just need, you need someone so they don't double Edelman. Like Edelman is great as a number two or like a one and a half. As a number one, he can't be that guy. He's not beating you on a double team. Antonio Brown can just run faster than everyone else and pull a safety away. If Edelman's your two, then you're in. If Sanu's your three, you're in a great situation. They need a middle. They need to open up the middle of the field because they don't have a tight end to do that right now. Antonio Brown pulling a safety away will help with that. And so, yeah, I think they just hey Antonio Brown line up on the left, run as fast as you can over here, run as fast as you can over here. And they would be fine doing that. The problem, obviously, is you bring him in, is that he might be suspended. Right. I mean, I would love to see it. I think it'd be very entertaining. I totally agree. By the way, if he got cleared, I think that's what would happen. Look, and and this is an inside information. This is my opinion. I my opinion on this is the NFL knows that, and so they're not going to clear him. I agree. Because the NFL, look, look, man, people forget this because it's games. The NFL is a business first and foremost. The last thing in the world the NFL wants is him on a podium on media night at Super Bowl week. That is the la- in Miami uh, of all places. Yeah. They could make sure they could make sure to like make that not happen though. I mean, I'm just, you know. I'd, look, I'd be surprised two, if the NFL clears him, two, When he got to speak in New England, he was a model citizen. Remember he spoke yeah. eloquently. Yes. He spoke clear. He's, you know, we're on to the Bengals, right? Whatever. He he spoke as a New England Patriot. So Look, but look, you know, the NFL is okay with having other players in the league who have committed domestic violence offenses or have been accused of doing certain things. Absolutely. Remember, your talent outweighs your issues to issues outweigh your talent. And right now, Antonio Brown is that talented to where his issues do not matter as much. The second he were to lose some of his talent or lose a step, he would never be signed by anyone else. Do you and, think he'll be cleared before the end of the season? Um, no, I do not. No. I think your point, I think they're – 
they just don't want this happening right now. Um, they don't want this. And, they don't want this overshadowing the playoffs, man. Correct. I, I'd be, I would be. He will be cleared if he is cleared the day after the Super Bowl. But I, I just do not think like because the, the NFL's got great playoffs coming, right? Like you leave the NFC, you're gonna have great games That's in the NFC. Yeah. The AFC in the in the divisional round, you're probably gonna have Kansas City, Houston, Baltimore to win. Like they want the focus on that and those quarterbacks, and they don't want Antonio Brown being the sidelight. I we'll see. It's time to place your bets. Let's move on, team, to uh, place your bets. Let's make some money here. And by the way, the NFL should do what what is right and not worried about uh, publicity around Antonio Brown. But at any rate, let's do place your bets, which uh, the numbers are brought to you by actionnetwork.com, our friends at the Action Network, as we go through the numbers. And we start with Thursday night. And look at those Chicago Bears back on the outside of the playoff hunt. That's right, Jeff Schwartz. They're back in there after the Vikings lost to the Seahawks. The Cowboys are a three-point favorite. 78% of the bets are going on Dallas. 78% of the money is going on Dallas. The number is 43. I love the Bears here, but let's start with you, Jeff Schwartz. Where are you going? Oh, I would tell, I tell you, I, I think the Bears, I think the under here is probably you know in play yeah. as well. Um, I think if you can somehow... Find a way to maybe you know get get the Bears at plus nine and tease the under up a little bit and get those together. Feels like a really good option here if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I don't trust Dallas. I don't trust the Bears. Yeah, I saw the projections have the Bears nine and seven as a wild card team right now. Um, that that actually might not be good because then you might think that Trubisky's your guy. You you need to suck to get rid of him. So I'm going to go ahead and say that he's going to suck. And so they're, they're going to know that they need to get rid of him, even though they're going to bring him back next year and have him compete with whoever they bring in. Um, I'm just, I would take the under. I, don't, I wouldn't touch – both these teams are a tire fire. I, I, I like, I, you know what? Let's not get all up on the Bears. No offense, Karn, but let's, let's be real. I mean, David Blau almost took them down on Thanksgiving, okay? And early in the game, looked like Unitas throwing the ball around. Like I, I wouldn't get too crazy here that they beat David Blau – by four points in a game they had to hold on to for dear life at the end of the game. I, but the, that being said, the Cowboys stink. Like they started out 3-0, and they're 3-6 since. They've beaten nobody this entire year. So I don't know who wins. I think it's a hideous game. I'll take the under, and I, uh, I'm i thankful that I get paid to watch it. Uh, for, the, for the record, you know, everyone's dogging David Blow. It's his first game in the NFL. Who cares? Dude, he's, dude, he's dude stunk. played well. He stunk at Purdue. He's he, awful. Okay, hold on. He didn't stink. Dinky. Go back and look at his numbers at Purdue. He was not good. Okay, but listen, Gardner Minshew. Nobody thought that, that guy was going to be anything. But he was good at Washington State. Uh, I, okay, David Blau may not be the next coming, but it's like everyone wants to bury the guy before he's even played in the NFL. They, they beat so, David Blau by four points. It Trub- took a comeback. Trubisky, to beat David Blau. Trubisky's had two good games in a row. Akeem Hicks is getting healthy. The, I, I'm a buyer on the bear. I'm okay, a, oh, I, I'm just. I got to put this to bed right here and now. Yeah. Okay. He, let's stop this nonsense. He had two good games. Maybe by Trubisky standards, he's had two good games. He's he not threw a two good for games. 350 and three touchdowns. He, okay, and that's fine. They scored 24 points against the Lions, who the three of us and eight guys off the street should be able to get 14 or 20 points against. Oh, and by the way, the worst thing I saw on Thanksgiving was not the Cowboys. It was not the Falcons. It was Trubisky scrambling at the end of the second quarter, yeah, and having like a, the, just the the river part for him to get a first down, and he ran sideways like a dope 
and got tackled a yard and a half prior to the line to the line to gain. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know if you saw that play or not. That was one of the most oh, ridiculous did. things I've. I all yeah. I could think of in that moment was every player on the Bears sideline had to be thinking, "You've got to be kidding me." How did you not just lower your head and get a half inch for a first down? Mark it down. We'll bring the tape back next week as we move along. Bears and the over on Thursday night. Bears and the over. I'm going. I'm, I'm all in. All right, let's do the Chiefs and the Patriots. Let's do it. The Patriots are a three-point favorite. Verderam thinks they stink and shouldn't be in the playoffs. I know you didn't say that. Uh, 36% of the bets are on New England. Uh, 47% of the money. So this is a split situation here, Jeff Schwartz. You say bet the Patriots or you don't bet. Are you betting? Yeah, the Patriots. Um, look, I love your Chiefs. I'm a Chiefs fan. Um, but this is like the game where everyone, you know, it's, it's that game, right? Everyone hates on the Patriots. Everyone doesn't bet the Patriots. They're all in the money's on the Chiefs. Short home dog. And they just, they happen to get right this week. Um, the Chiefs offense has not been as good as last season. The numbers wow. might be there. The points might be there. Mahomes has not been sharp. If you look at him since about week two or three when he first hurt his ankle, and then they lost Eric Fisher and lost LDT and lost Wiley, the left guard at some point, um, they just haven't been very efficient on offense. Mahomes is running out of the pocket way too soon. He's running out of the back of the pocket. You know, Some of these sidearm throws now are getting in the hands of defenders when they used to be caught. Um, just hasn't been as crisp. Not to say he's a bad quarterback. He's been excellent. He's outstanding. He's in the MVP talk, in my opinion. But I just, I just, I like the Patriots here. Mine's at three still. Yep. Okay. So I agree with a lot of what you said. And I'm going to set my Twitter mentions on fire by saying this. But look, I, I love watching Mahomes. He's my favorite player in the league to watch. Even put aside my fandom. I mean, yeah, he's just, he's musty television. He's like when Favre was in the prime of his career. It was just insane. Right. Okay. I think the, they have a little bit of a problem. Not even just Mahomes, but just offensively. They were so great last year, and at times even this year, that they just feel like they can do anything, and it's just going to work yep. out. Like he made a throw, and they look—they destroyed the Raiders. In that game, I believe it was seven to nothing. He made a throw across his body, down across field. Now, I, I don't know. Maybe you know some people say, "Oh, it was windy." Whatever. I don't care. He's got no, a fact, I, he's got to factor a bad, that in. Decision. And it was a terrible throw. And the Raiders—I don't know—I forget who the corner was. It might have been Trayvon Mullen. The ball hit him square in the chest. If he had caught the ball, he would have walked into the end zone for fifty yards and a touchdown. It was a terrible throw. And, you know, look, at some point here, as great as Mahomes is, sometimes your talent can be a little bit of a curse because you're so great, you just think no matter what I do, it's going to work out. All that being said in this game, I am of two minds. Part of me, I totally agree with you, Jeff. This is a game where everybody's burying New England and they come out and they figure things out and they win by 10 points. There is another part of me that says, and I feel strongly about this, they cannot score. They have no offense. And the Chiefs, while they're terrible against the run, the one thing they can do, actually, is, is play yeah. against the pass. They're like third or fourth in DVOA. They are a good pass defense. Yeah. And, and the Pats have run the ball horribly all year long. So it's almost a battle to see, like, do the Pats get the run game going or do the Chiefs kind of rise up a little bit here and play some good defense like they did against Dalvin Cook and a few of these other teams. I will take the Chiefs to cover. I don't know if they're going to win. I, I think it's a really close game. I think it depends. It sounds weird. I think it depends on how the Chiefs play offensively. If the Chiefs play like they played against Tennessee offensively, minus the scoop and score fumble they had, I think they win the game. If the Chiefs play offensively the way they've played the last two weeks, I think they lose. So I'll take the Chiefs to cover. 
I think it's really tight. If the Chiefs turn the ball over, they lose this game. If the turnover battle is even or better, I think they win. All right. I guess we got a split here on the uh, on, on the on the wager. Patriots. Jeff's got them. Who do you got? Don't be a fraud. Who do you have? Oh, I I like I like Kansas City. I think that the Chiefs are going to win the football game, and I think they're going to win it comfortably. Uh, uh, that's the ultimate kiss of death. Let's move on to the next. I, hey, that's what, that's what I think is going to happen here. I, I think Kansas City is going to play well, and they'll play their best game of the year. Let's go to the Ravens and the Bills. Buffalo at home. This is a really a chance for Buffalo to stamp themselves as a legit playoff contender and not just a team that you're terrified to play on wild card weekend. The Ravens are a five and a half point favorite on the road. The number is 43 and a half. The money is going huge on the Ravens, which makes me love the bills here. Jeff, where are you going? Home underdog getting almost a touchdown. Give me the bills. Look, this game's going to be ugly. It's going to be like, 17-14. 17-14. We did see, by the way, the Niners in the second half of that game really buckled down defensively. Yeah. Lamar Jackson had, what, 200, almost 200 yards total offense. That was it. He only threw for 105. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, it's like, look, I know he's running the ball well, but I mean, that's like Tim Tebow throwing, right? 105, you know, passing yards in a, in a win. He was not um, good. The Bills can play defense. This is the biggest, you know, I, I, it's funny. We say this every year, I feel like twice a season. This is the biggest Bills home game in 20 years. And, um, you know, it feels like trending in that direction. I think that the Bills offense, though, will come back to earth. The, the Ravens defense is good, and they're going to find ways to really get after Josh Allen. But, look, the, the the Bills defensively are really good. The weather, I don't know what it will be in western New York. I can't imagine it's going to be great in, in yeah. early December. Um, but six points at six, right? They're five and a half, six. Yep. Too many. Give me the Bills. Go ahead, Verum. Yeah, so uh, I, I – <laughs> I think I think Buffalo keeps this game close. So I'm with Jeff. I think they'll cover. I don't think they'll win. Um, the only way I can see this game getting totally out of hand, though, is you know they're blitzing Allen. You know it's coming. Like they're they're bringing guys day in. Oh day. yeah. Oh, they yeah. blitz anyway. They blitz more than anything in football. And you know Martindale in this game is going to say, "I have no fear of any of your receivers one on one. I don't care." We're bringing everybody because Allen against the Pats when the Pats blitzed him all game yeah. with cover zero. He was terrible. Like he had no ability to figure it out. He took sack after sack. He threw three picks in a quarter. Like, and you mentioned at the top of the show, Jeff. Look, Bills fans. Like, I think Josh Allen's played better this year. It's, cl- it's clearly he's, he's been better. He's been better as years gone on. Let's calm down a little bit here. I mean, yeah. you've you've beaten one team this year has a winning record, and it was Marcus Mariota's Titans, and he scored fourteen points. I mean, it's. I think the Bills are a good team. I think they deserve to be a playoff team. I think they, I'll yeah. say one thing about this game: the Bills fans in this game are going to be going insane. That is a hard place to play. Yeah. Obviously, of course, I never being in the but, NFL, Jeff can speak more to that. But that is a stadium. Bills is, it's not it's easy. A small place. It's raucous. One thing I want to add to the Josh Allen discussion is this: something that's very important when we compare players. Josh Allen was a seventh pick overall. Yep, he wasn't picked two forty one like I was. Like he's got, he's got to come out and be the guy. They draft him to be yep. the guy, and that's the difference here. We're comparing him against other top draft picks. All right, let's move on to what should be the best game of the week, or at least could be the 49ers and the New Orleans Saints. This is an enormous game for both San Francisco, uh, maybe even more so for San Francisco, but a big game for New Orleans as well. Clearly, uh, seeding in all of it. The Saints are a three-point favorite at home. Interesting. The money on this game is going on the San Francisco 49ers. Only 23% of the bets are on New Orleans. 
A lot of love for the 49ers yeah, that's here. A mistake. 44 and a half is the number, uh, and people are betting the under on this. So the Saints at home here. We talked about it earlier. Matt Verderam, San Francisco traveling, but uh, doing the whole staying staying east yep. thing. So maybe that helps them. Look, I think the Niners are really good. If they lose this game, they lose. Even if they lose big, I, that my opinion, that's not going to change. The Niners, they can play with anybody in the league, but this is a tough spot. This is the second week in a row on the road. It's the Superdome, which we just talked about. Hardest playing Buffalo. The Superdome is insane. That 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 place is a whole nother animal. This the sound in that building is nuts. Like that, Jimmy G had a hard time handling the Ravens. Okay, and I know the weather. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Sucked, and they blitz a lot, and they're better defensive. I get all that. This is a very tough spot. Now, the only thing I'll say for the Niners in this spot here, the Saints are going to have a tough time throwing the football because the Niners are the best team in the league against the pass, okay, and Michael Thomas is all they've got throwing the ball, at least to their receivers. I mean, there's nobody else of those receivers that scare you, but I like the Saints in this game. I think they cover. I think they win. I don't think it's a blowout. I think they win maybe by a, a touchdown. Uh, I just – it's, to me, whenever I look at who I think is going to win a tight game between two good teams, I look at the quarterbacks. It's Breeze at home against Garoppolo. And I, I just, Garoppolo in these games, you got to show it to me, man. Like, you didn't play well against Seattle. You didn't play particularly well, in my opinion, against Baltimore. Like, this is a, this is a hard game for him. I think the Saints win. Jeff? I am uh, on the board here with the Saints. Um, they get 10 days to prepare for this. Remember, they play on Thanksgiving. They look like they're back. I mean, they, they pretty much dominated a, a Falcons team that's not very good, but they won the road and, and made it happen. Uh, Low-scoring game here. Saints, nonetheless, you mentioned it, Matt. The the difference in talent at quarterback and play is a huge thing here. And it, it, they're playing back-to-back physical games. It's yeah. tough to do that in the NFL, especially on the road. All right. I'm looking forward to this one. And, uh, I, hey, who knows? Maybe they'll see each other in the playoffs again. Seattle. And the L.A. Rams, that is your Sunday night football game. The Seahawks are a one-point favorite here. 69% of the money is going on, or 69% of the bets, I should say, is going on the Seahawks. 80% of the dough. They love in Seattle. Rams played their best game of the year last week. Uh, granted, it uh, wasn't exactly against a, a playoff team, and the number is 47.5. Verderam, you got any love for the Rams here? I kind of do in an odd way, and I, you know, and I, I can I can already see me regretting this Sunday night because I can see Goff looking like a deer in the headlights as he throws four picks. But I, there's a part of me that just says when you play divisional games, those games tend to be weird. Yeah. They tend to be close, and the Rams people forget this. Zerline three inches to the left, and they beat Seattle on the road on Thursday night football. Right, like they they were right there, so. I'm actually going to, against all my better judgment, I'm going to take the Rams to win this game. I, I just, it's at home. The Rams are desperate as hell. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to being proven wrong and immediately regretting this about eight minutes into the first quarter as, as Goff looks like he's never seen Seattle's defense. But 
Uh, I will I will take the Rams to win outright in a close game. It's an interesting line, right, Jeff? Only one point. Yeah. You, you thought maybe it'd be like, I would think three, but it, one point makes me want to think that, uh, you know, maybe I should be betting the L.A. Rams here. Go ahead. So the, the first four games are games I definitely may or may not have bet already or will bet. <laughs> I'm staying so far away from this game. This line, you mentioned it, Mark, is fishy, does not make sense. It lends you to believe that they're a one-point team, you know, one-point difference on a neutral site, which I think you'd think was crazy. Right? If Seattle and, and the Rams met, you know, in in Miami for the Super Bowl, which I know cannot happen, people, but you know, would would the the Seahawks be a one-point favorite? That's it. So this line's fishy. I want to take Seattle, but I'm gonna stay away. If I was betting it, I do think the right side would be the Rams, but I, I would not touch this game at all. Let's wrap up with Monday Night Football. The Eagles and the New York Giants uh, and Philly is in. Anyway. That's more than enough about this game. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's just another one. Just don't. Just watch the game. Find a fun prop you want to bet. Like we'll say, Quan Barkley destroyed my fantasy team again this week, and then just continue to watch the game and be done with it. All right, we're gonna talk more about the Eagles coming up here, but just for the record, Philly's an eight-point favorite. The number is forty-seven. Yeah. Where's the game? In Philadelphia. The game is in New York. Yeah. It's in New York. Okay. Yeah. Oh, New York. Oh, well, that changes nothing. So yeah, I was, um, say, well, I, I was just trying to figure out like line yeah. wise here. Yeah, um, congrats. Just congrats quick to more Eagles I feel fans. like I, I, um, for some reason I'm like losing my mind. It, it, I will double. I just double check. It's in New York. It's in New York. No, I think it's in, no, it's in Philly this week, and then See, it's in New is, York week seventeen. This is like, and I'm not saying this crit- critiquing him because I, I love listening to his stuff. But like Bill Simmons, every week he always gets like one game. He has no idea where the game's being played. I take pride in the fact that I actually know the schedule, and because this game is so are terrible, correct. it is it is in Philadelphia. Okay, so Philadelphia is going to win this game. Philadelphia is going to win, and yeah. I'll even take up the cover because this this is the classic game. Philadelphia is going to win like forty five to seven, and then everybody's going to be like, they're getting right, and then whoever they play the next week is just going to beat them. Like they, well, they play no the Redskins doubt. the next or the Cowboys the next week. So I, I mean, uh, they'll they, they they have they have Giants, Redskins, Cowboys. Oh, Giants yeah. or Cowboys, oh, yeah. Redskins, vice versa. So that, that's yeah. how that'll go. The, they'll kill the Giants. They'll they'll even beat up on the oh, Redskins. Redskins. It's yeah. Redskins and Cowboys. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they'll they'll kill those two teams to get to seven and seven, and everybody will be going crazy, and then they'll get beat thirty to three by oh, Dallas, I, who will I, then I, promptly get killed in the next round. I'm personally rooting for the Redskins to win out on the division. That'd be hilarious. That would the, be amazing. The seven and nine Redskins hosting the Niners in a wild card round <laughs> in a rematch of a nine nothing game in the rain. Amazing. I'm all for it. We hear like revenge talk about the Niners like running around, jumping on the uh, tarp, or or on the field, just on the field like a slip and slide. Yeah, I'm all for it. It's time for in or out. All right, let team. Let's move on to our last segment, or our second to last segment, which is in or out. And by the way, I'm never trusting this outline again put together by Matt Verderam on the New York Giants at Philly. I'm just reading it off the thing. That was I, a bad I, job by Carm. I blame me. It's, it's actually a terrible job by me, but that's neither here nor there. I'll, I, I own my part in it. All right, in or out, I think everyone's okay. In or out, we start with my favorite topic. We once had an interview that was set up with this guy. He was going to be drafted, and then somebody wrote a piece, that, and I think the headline was Josh Allen is a complete bust. No, it was actually Josh Allen will be an inaccurate bust. Right. I, I still and we didn't, somewhat stand by that. The Allen people got the interview, canceled the interview on us, Jeff, and that didn't work out. So the in or out question right now is, as Josh Allen and the Bills Soft. propel to the playoffs, Josh Allen is not an inaccurate bust. In or out. Jeff Schwartz, you're thinking uh, about it. I'm starting with you. 
Um, I would say that he that I'm in on this because he's not a bust, but he's also just okay, at least for now. And that's the problem, right? Is he's just okay. You draft him seventh overall and be the guy. He's just and I think that I think um uh one of the guys at Football Outsiders, Aaron Schatz, was uh, tweeting about this one time. He said, if you are below replacement your first two years in the NFL, it's very rare that you eventually become elite or above, you know, above average quarterback. And right now we're in year two of Josh Allen being below average, uh, below replacement. And it's hard for this for me to envision him just becoming this amazing quarterback. That doesn't mean he's he's not he's also not a bust though right now. Right. As his team is playing well, he's getting better. Again, he's getting better, but I, I so I guess I'm in on this. Not not a bust. What choice do I have? I'm out. Uh, look, I, like now, no. In all seriousness, I do my quarterback rankings for us every Tuesday, and I actually he was the headliner, and I say, yeah, he's making great strides. I had him like 12th or 13th in the rankings. He's playing better, but I guess it depends on your definition, right? Like, the, like, jo, like Jeff just said, they took him at number seven. He's not playing like a guy who should have been like Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, like that. That's what you expect out of somebody that you take that high, right? Like. Allen has been to me a middling player, and he, and look, I, I get it. Look, he played really well on Thanksgiving, so people are going crazy because everybody saw that game. Well, I've seen a lot of Bills games this year, and I got to tell you, there's a lot of Bills games this year. If you walk away going, Jesus, like that, that's what they've got to win with. Like I don't know that they can do that. Like Allen is not going to outduel most big time quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not happening. Like I, now we we joked, well, half joked at the beginning of the show. Like you can just see them beating Kansas City in the playoff game. It's not going to be because Josh Allen's throwing for 350 yards, right? Like that's not the reason. So I think in terms of where he was drafted, yeah, he's still not anywhere near what they were hoping he would be. Uh, but he has been better. So I'm out for the moment. But it, look, I, I actually hope the kid he's, makes me eat my words. Seems like a nice kid, and the Bills, God knows, they deserve it. So does that fan base. All right, moving on. I think we just gave Josh Allen some credit there. I, th- I think it was in there. If you it was around the back. Yeah, the Titans are going to make the playoffs in or out. The resurgent Ryan Tannehill Titans, Matt Verderam. out, uh, and not because they're not good enough to make the playoffs. The schedule is brutal. The schedule is absolutely brutal. They have the Texans twice. They have the Saints. Uh, not going to be easy sledding for them to get into the dance. Uh, and you look at the AFC. Look. The only way they're going to beat out Houston is if they sweep them. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but that, that's going to be a tall order. It's hard to sweep the team. So I think that's hard. They're in Oakland this weekend. Say what you will about the Raiders. Uh, you know, this is their last gasp. They've got to win this game. This is it. They're at home. Uh, the Raiders are coming off two of the worst games you'll ever see. I mean, my God, they got pasted by the Jets and then in a, in the Chiefs. The Chiefs, you will offensively, they laid the smackdown on them. But I. I don't think the Titans get in because of the schedule. I think they probably split these last four games, and that gets them to nine wins. I think you're probably going to have two teams in the AFC get to ten. Like Buffalo's going to get to ten as one wild card team, and you look at Pittsburgh's schedule. Like Pittsburgh probably does it. Maybe Tennessee gets in as a, as a tiebreaker, but I'm out for now. The schedule's too tough. Uh, I think I'm out just because. How long do you trust this Ryan Tannehill thing that's happening? Not, not I mean, right, right. I mean, like that to me is. A big issue is that I just don't I don't just don't really trust him in this spot. So I like the Texans here to still win. Plus they have those games together. Uh, so give me the Texans. All right, let's move on to my favorite topic of the day, which is Freddie Kitchens, 
who goes to see oh the Fred Rogers movie and wears a shirt that said Pittsburgh started it. Now he was wearing a coat, but it got out there. And now are you in or out that Kitchens' shirt lost the Browns the football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers? In or out, Jeff Schwartz. Okay, so I'm out on the specific idea that the, him literally wearing the shirt yeah. cost him the game. I am very much in the fact that his lack of maturity reflects poorly on his team. His team is undisciplined. They are underachieving. They play down to opponents. They don't often have a lot of metal to come back in games and make plays. Their quarterback is erratic. They are not, like I said, a not disciplined team. Uh, they don't seem to game plan very well. Uh, and he doesn't even have a grasp on you know handling player decisions like, like Demarius Randall. He won't talk about it. He doesn't seem to understand the room ever, right? He was quote after games, I'd still do it again. I'd still wear the shirt again. He seems to not understand anything about being an NFL head coach. And it's all because, in my mind, the lack of maturity, the lack of focus he has. He tells his team, hey, guys, let's be focused as we can not worry about what happened in the past. And he goes ahead and wears a shirt worrying about the past. All that's going to do is fire up the other team, which it did. And, and then also the excuse, well, Look, I have a girl, Matt, I believe your 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 young child is also a girl. Yes. If my daughter came up to me and said, wear this shirt, Daddy, I would wear it. You know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't wear it to a freaking movie theater where I could be seen wearing it, right? <laughs> like, incredible. Freddie, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do it. You knew what you were doing. Their owner wearing, you know, D has them wearing a beanie with Miles Garrett number on it. Just totally cool. It's, there's a reason why, guys, the Steelers continue to win with Juju out, Connor out, Pouncey out, third, fourth string quarterback, Younger defense. There's a reason why they win, and there's a reason why Browns always lose, right? Yeah. Culture, right? Mike Tomlin, no excuses. Go to work. Blunt about his assessment about his players. They're ready to play. They're physical. They're into the game. They don't make mistakes. Browns exact opposite. All talk, all smoke. You know, Browns coach before the game. We're taking back the North, right? Sheldon Richardson talking crap about about uh, about Mason Rudolph and how he played, and then also we're, we're going to win this game. Total reflection on Freddie Kitchens. Dumpster fire. Love this, Jeff uh, Schwartz. Fired up. I, I, I. Let me add into this, Verderam. Sure. This could be actually a great thing for the Cleveland Browns because Freddie Kitchens just proved himself, uh, without a doubt, to not be worthy of being a head coach in the NFL. So him actually wearing this shirt is maybe a good thing. Go ahead. Okay, who wants so, the job though? Seriously, hold on. Who wants the job? Who wants the job with, with, uh, with? You know, a bunch of a bunch of divas on the team, an owner, an ownership who doesn't seem to get it, in a tough division. Like, who wants this job? Seriously, I mean, so it's one yeah. of thirty-two jobs in the in the league. You're gonna well, get of some. Of course, that. But, but, like, but it's not. No, it's it? not. It's not overly attractive, despite all the talent on that team. I agree. Um, all right, so look, it's a good thing we've got a bleep button on this because might need it. Um, look, I am. I am so unbelievably... First of all, I'm out, by the way. It did not cost them the game. They cost themselves the game. But I am so sick and tired of the Browns. And Freddie Kitchens is absolute bullshit. Week in, week in. Look, that team is so talented. And it can't win a game against anybody that actually matters. Okay? They're unprepared. I mean, I'm not going to just repeat what Jeff said because Jeff was writing the money anyway. But that team is a complete disaster... The head, could you imagine Bill Belichick wearing that shirt? Or forget even Belichick. Tomlin, Reed, okay. Peyton. I mean, go, go ahead, Jeff. Wait, wait, wait. So Matt Patricia wore a clown shirt. Look at his ass coaching right now yeah, in, he in Detroit, right? 
And, and look at New England, by the way, defensively much better since he left. You know, Brown fans like, well, Sean Payne wore a clown shirt to get. Yeah, he wore it in the offseason, first of all. Yep. And Sean Payne, his team was in the in the in the Chinchy game last year. He's won a Super Bowl. Browns fans too. It's just like, dude, it, the whole they're, thing. They're, <sighs> the whole thing. It's just it's... enough. Okay, Baker's worried more about what facial hair he's going to. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Sport this week than actually winning a football game. He's been a disaster. And for Browns, a quarterback have more commercials is below I average. Mean, he it's really weird. You right? know what? Flat out, he blows this year. Okay, blows. He has been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Everybody gets on Jameis Winston for the time. At least Jameis Winston makes plays. I mean, I'm not here to defend Jameis. I mean, he turns the ball way too much too. But my God, Mayfield, it's one. Bullshit mistake after the next. Beckham's more worried about what his cleats look like than winning a And the other thing that kills me at the Browns, like you mentioned Sheldon Richardson, what have you ever won in your career? You have won nothing. You're in your third team in three years. Actually, excuse me, his fourth team in four years. Shut up. Win a football game. They talked all week. This this clown of a head coach goes out there and does this. And then, and then you lose to Doug Hodges and score 13 points in the game after being up 10. Get out. Go 6-10, and 10, fire him, and move on. I am so done with the Browns this year and probably moving forward. And then, look, and then also, like, you have family members – Question reporters on social media, like blast, like it's just, it's just enough. The whole not, thing. It's not good. It's not good. Look, and I warned people that I warned you guys. I said, look, look, you, the NFL will humble you in a heartbeat. All right, it's always done it for for a hundred years now. And people are like, well, Baker Mayfield's just doing commercials. What does it matter? He's just doing these long articles. It, it all matters. It's a mindset, right? It's a mindset. When you think you've arrived before you have, the NFL will humble you. It happens all the time. This is the latest example. Example 1,822 million. It, happens all, it happened to me in my career. I had a game where I was playing some undrafted for agent kids. My third year in the NFL. Um, first year starting, really starting. And... I thought it was just going to be some some dude, I, you know, undrafted free agent kid. I was better than him. All week, all the older offensive line were like, Schwartz, you're going to have the easiest week ever. Who are you playing against? Who cares? Just, you know, whatever. Just take it easy. You'll beat them. I gave up like three sacks had four penalties. Like, you, you're going to get humble in this game. The second you think you've arrived before you have – even people that have arrived don't think like that. And it's just – I called this. I knew it was going to happen. And it's been a dumpster fire. I think that uh, this last segment was perhaps my favorite moment in the history of my being a part of Stacking the Box. Vertoram, I don't know what you're on today, but That's I like it. That's the first it. time I think I've ever used profanity in the podcast. I, mean, I just can't say it's ridiculous. Multiple profanities. It's just so obnoxious. Uh, just shut up and uh, win a football game. It's ridiculous. Uh, team talks like they've won four Super Bowls in a row. Moving on to Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers and their incredible run, which nobody saw coming. Mike Tomlin is the coach of the year, in or out. Let's go with you, Jeff. Um, look, he's not going to win coach of the year. We know that that's going to go like Kyle Shanahan or something like that. Uh, but he definitely should be considered what he's done with this team, all the backups they have, playing the way they have. I think you throw in there Brian Flores in Miami as well yeah. as far as yep. the job that he's done. You know, they they were historically 
like the worst team ever after the first month of the season. Um, you know, I, I think he look again. Culture wins out in the end, right? You set a firm culture of winning, success, no excuses, doing your job, physicality, and he's never had a season under 500. Um, credit Mike Tomlin doing a great job, uh, and he gets the credit. I don't think he'll win the award, but I think he deserves credit for it. Yes, I'm in. I think he should win. I hope he does. They, that that team. Like you imagine Freddie Kitchen coaching that team, they'd be two and ten. Okay, I give Tomlin all the credit in the world. They're seven and five and in a playoff spot right now. And you mentioned it. I was going to say this. Shout out to Brian Flores. And I was wrong. I killed them earlier in the year. Not because they were all losing. We were wrong. I don't think we were wrong. Well, they, no, no. They, they just changed our opinion. Well, no. It's it just it, So I was wrong in this regard. Look, they, they were terrible. And it, sure, I wasn't killing them because they weren't winning games. I thought he was nuts to not play Josh Rosen. Like, why aren't you playing him? Well, you know what? I, I forgot one thing that matters in the NFL. The rest of that team saw Josh Rosen and was like, this is not going to work. He's terrible. Like, we like to try to win a football game, please. And Fitzpatrick gives them the best shot to win. And yeah. he got that locker room to buy into him in a large part because he made that decision. They're not great. They're 3-9. and nine. They're going to have a top five pick. But he earned a lot of respect in that room because he went with Fitzpatrick. He didn't just be- say, you know what, let's just let's just play Rosen. He's a- they, they realized quickly, look, Rosen's not any good. We don't care. We're going to try yeah. to win a football game. We're not just going to tank it. And I, I think that really matters. Like Brian Flores, I think, has a really nice future in the NFL. Yeah. All right, last one, team. The Chargers should bench Phillip Rivers. It's uh, oh, clearly over in Los Angeles for the Chargers and maybe over for Rivers, period. So do you bench him in or out, Jeff? Who cares? I don't know. They, they, like, what, you're not gonna, like, if you bench him, who, who's Geno Smith? I mean, like, oh, it's Tyrod. It's Tyrod time. Oh, Tyrod. You're not playing – he's not the future of your franchise. I mean, there's no reason to bench him. I mean, if you bench him, you just bench him to spare him the embarrassment, I guess. But there's no there's no advantage. You're not scouting Tyrod Taylor for the future. You're going to get a new quarterback next year. Tyrod's yeah. not your guy. So uh, who cares? Bench him, don't bench him. No bear on what they do next season. Sounds yeah. like you're out. What do you got What do you got there, Matt? I, I, look, I don't think they should bench him for one reason. The guy's been a really good player for you for you know, 15 years, whatever it's been. Let him finish out this. You know, don't do that crap with the Giants or with Eli where they bench them for like a game. And it's just, look, you know, like let let Rivers finish out the year. Four and eight. Tyrod, like you said, Jeff, look, he's not the answer. You're not, you're not winning anything with him this year. You're not moving forward with him. Like to me, yeah. let Rivers play these last four games because there's all these rumors now and you start hearing it more and more. This is it for him. He's going to be gone whether or not he retires or he becomes a free agent and goes somewhere else. But, I think for the Chargers, you're four and eight. You owe it to them. Let them play the string out, and then you know what? After this year, maybe you draft Jeff's guys, Justin Herbert. Maybe you draft him. Maybe you yeah. draft uh, Fromm or Eason. Or I don't think they're going to have a shot at, at Herbert or not Herbert. Excuse me, Burrow. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Tua physically, um, but yeah, I, I think you'll let him play it out. Like there's no, there's no upside in benching Philip Rivers here. I, I just don't understand the mindset. Like why? What do, what are you gaining from that? Nothing. Time to look forward to our favorite upcoming matchups. Let's wrap up, team. Looking forward to an incredible week of Week 14 football. we got the Ravens and the Bills. We've got the 49ers and the Saints. We have the Chiefs and the Patriots. The Seahawks and the Rams is a great game. Jeff Schwartz, what are you most looking forward to? Well, I kind of want to see the, the AFC races play out. I mean, the NFC, we kind of know the six or seven teams that are in there. Sorry, I'm not including the Bears in that conversation. Um, but we, you know, AFC, there's a lot of jockeying happening. If New England loses to Kansas City, 
Kansas City definitely you know, moves up a little bit. New England's definitely not getting the one seed. If Buffalo pulls this off, do we talk about Buffalo in a different light now? And are they even a contender for the AFC East? And Baltimore now has a two seed. There's so much happening this weekend as far as that. So not one specific game, but just the AFC playoff picture. You know, Pittsburgh going to Arizona. Can they continue to play well and, and you know nudge their way back in the wild card and, and solidify their spot? Yep. You know, does Oakland beat Tennessee this weekend, help out Houston, also you know keep their hopes alive for the playoff? There's so much happening in the AFC. So that kind of storyline for me is one to watch. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm with you, Jeff. The AFC playoff picture is going to be awesome to see how it unfolds. Uh, I'll, I'll just... Listen, I'll go with my roots. To me, the Kansas City-New England game, to me, is just exciting. It's Brady and Mahomes. You're not going to get that matchup many more times throughout their careers, you wouldn't think, unless Brady plays at least 80. I just think it's really, it's a fun game for a lot of reasons. You know, the Chiefs, they've been hurt all year long. Now they're finally healthy. The Pats are this team that I think we all agree, as great as they are, this isn't going to go on forever. Like, at some point, they're going to regress. Is that this year? Is it not? Is this, is this the game where Brady stamps, hey, we're still here. Don't forget about us. We're going to be right there. Is this a game where the Chiefs go in there and score a really big win and all of a sudden the AFC now is, is kind of turned on its ear and you start talking about are Baltimore and Kansas City going to be in the AFC title game? I, I think the AFC to me is so much more fascinating right now for all the reasons Jeff pointed out. And I zoom in on that game. I just think Mahomes, Brady, later window, uh, it's just uh, those are the games that, as a fan, even as an analyst, I just I live for. I think those are so much fun for not only now but the historical context. Uh, I, I can't wait to watch that game. Week fourteen, it's going to be awesome, and uh, yes, we're very much looking forward to uh, the playoff picture coming into a little bit more focus. Jeff Schwartz, great to be with you today. Same thing for you, Matt Berteram. Stacking the box comes out every Tuesday afternoon. Give a rating, subscribe, tell a friend. We appreciate you listening today. We are down to four weeks left, team. Enjoy your Week 14 football. This podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.